Hello and good afternoon or good morning or whenever you get to see this. Hey, I just wanted to uh, share with you a little bit of the Sunday's message. Uh, we had some technical uh, issues and unfortunately we weren't able to put that online for you. So I thought I'd actually, just in thinking of it, thought we'd just uh, share a little bit of the message with you to help you and to just invite you along on the journey and that you don't miss out. So for those at home and doing different uh, different things in their different spaces right now, we want to encourage you to, to uh, take a few moments out and just uh, uh, set aside some time to be a part of this. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you that you are great, you are mighty, you are magnificent. We thank you that you are with us through the ups and downs, the good and the bads, and we just uh, love you for being who you are. May we just lean in today in this next few moments and that you would encourage our hearts, Lord, as we, we step into this uh, new season with you. Show us how, lead us, guide us, and empower us to be the people you have called us to be in your precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So the title of this message is Why Are We Here? Or better still, Why Does It Matter? It's the million dollar question. Uh, why do I exist? What do I do? What is my call? What are my gifting saying? Uh, what is my purpose? What are the circumstances around me saying? These are things that we are really uh, asking. And I think everyone is asking that. I, As I thought about this message, I really felt there was a sense where uh, maybe something to help you in this season when we look at maybe uh, looking at discipleship and evangelism, something that could maybe help you along the way in living the life with fullness of purpose and meaning is these three words, look, listen, and love. And I think if we're seeing, not just looking, but we're, we're looking and seeing, I think God is going to use that opportunity. If we're listening to God, listening to his voice, uh, listening to the needs around about us, and if we act in love, I, I'm sure that God will use who we are to minister in that situation. This is the opportunity that we each have. And so being AGM Sunday, uh, I wanted just to, I was hoping just to, to learn the sense of what we have before us, the challenges, the obstacles, but also the opportunities. So I want to encourage you. The question that we all must ask has to and always needs to begin in our hearts. What can I do? And so this is an invitation for you to join with us on this journey. We are, uh, we did consider, and I have we are, but we did consider the, at the AGM in a special members meeting, which was adapted, adopted and received into the constitution, into the vote of our new vision and mission. I'm not exactly specific. Uh, I don't have the exact, exact specific words of what that looks like, but that's, that's uh, the process that's been uh, adopted into the Constitution. And I want to shout out to everyone, thank you for being a part of that vote, a part of that process, and a part of the, the want to be part of this mission and vision. I really don't know what the end would look like, but I know that we're, we're, we're in, a, in the right place for the right time, and it's such a time as this. Life will provide many opportunities for us, many options, many decisions, and many possibilities. And you and I need to understand that the journey is just as important as the destination. And so I want to encourage you in the next few moments uh, that we would just share with you some thoughts. 
Again, we look at Colossians and we go back as our reference point of that sense of how do you experience fullness of Christ, uh, fullness of life, sorry, in Christ Jesus. And this full, fullness of life isn't so much a sense of isolation, but it's a fullness of transformation. And so this is where we continue to begin. In Colossians 1.9 it says, For this reason, since the day we heard about it, we have not stopped praying for you, asking specifically that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom, with insight into his purposes and in understanding of spiritual things. That's in the Amplified. And if Colossians is teaching us anything, it is teaching us how to follow Jesus up close and personal. And it also helps us to understand what does it look like to follow Jesus. There's that sense of gathered presence unveiling and unwrapping before us. Paul's prayers that would discover what is God's will for them as a church and a church family. And this is our discovery. This is our journey also. We're not adding on some other belief system uh, when we're following Jesus. It is not the, the good suggestion. It is not an add-on into our own lives. It is having the very life of Christ dwelling within us. It is making Jesus central. At this point on the message on Sunday, I played some sounds and tunes. And they were just to articulate and to highlight and emphasize and really add weight to the fact that what we do in moving forward as a church has to resound, it has to sound clear, has to be precise. And so I played a few different tunes and then I got onto the keyboard and played a, a tune. Well, I think it was a lovely tune and there was a deep, great deep sense of worship there. No, there wasn't. Joel came up and as Joel came up and played, there was a real sense of want to go into worship. The difference is that the sound was clear. There was a melody where I was just hitting keys and making some noise. And so this is the important emphasis here that I want to encourage you with in 1 Corinthians 14.8. It's speaking of spiritual gifts. It says, For if the trumpet gives an uncertain voice, who shall prepare himself for war? It reads on a little bit further in verse 6. Dear brothers and sisters, if I should come to you speaking in unknown language, how will that help you? In other words, something that you're not uh, able to understand or I'm not able to understand. But if I bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will be helpful. Even lifeless instruments like a flute or a harp must play the note clear or no one will recognize the melody. And if the bugler doesn't play a clear call, how will the soldiers know that they are being called to battle? Exactly my point. The mission and vision and values are all about helping us to be all clear, to hear the sound, the sound of God's army, the sound of God's call, the sound of God's purpose, the sound of this moment, this opportunity, this wondrous occasion where God can minister in and through our hearts and our lives. It's got to be clear. And while that is good and necessary, we need to ask ourselves that leadership needs to sound a clear note. Discipleship needs to sound a clear note. There needs to be a, a sense of a clear path, a clear and pleasant present direction as we discern God's will 
for us. In Proverbs 11.30 it says, The fruit of a righteous, or the righteous, is a tree of life, and the one who wins souls is wise. So I'm going to ask you, what is your life producing? What is my life producing? The Bible adds a lot of weight to this. What is God looking for? We understand God is a, a God who is looking for fruit. Fruit in keeping with repentance. Fruit that is bearing and showing forth His life and nourishment and fullness of life. That's what He's asked us to do. Galatians 5.22 may not be up there on the screen, but it says, But the fruit of the Spirit, or the result of His presence within us, is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how to... Uh, how we act while we are waiting. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. This is the fruit. Matthew seven sixteen says you can identify them by their fruit. That is the way to act or the way they act. And so we know that church is made up of believers. Uh, known as the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, the assembling together, the assembly of the upright, the tabernacling, the tabernacle, tabernacling as we come out, the called out ones. If any church is uncertain about its purpose or what it shall do, and that can happen, friends, many churches have lost sight and can lose sight of their purpose, and that can happen, their function, their capacity, their calling, then that's a concern. And some people feel that it's the church's responsibility and it's the church structure and the body and we reference the church as the building or the leadership or the people that are doing things. It is, it is them, but no, it's us. It's us together. It's the church that provides the programs and those expressions of ministry. And that may not be entirely all true. See, what if the program God has for you and me is not centered on external programs or sequential systems, but internal programs. What if you are the program? What if I am the program? Let's have a look at this. What if God had perfect, has perfectly positioned you in your season right now to reach those around about you, for those that you come into contact with, those you meet, those you greet, your friends, your colleagues, your family, extended family, maybe at work or school or different groups that you're connecting with, the church community, the street, your neighbourhood, your neighbours. Our fruit is to bring life wherever we go. That's what the scripture we just read said, Proverbs, that we, the righteous, are carrying life and fruit. So what if God has prepared us in our lives today, this season right now, to say that you are, the program that's right he loves you so much that it's it's what you can do because of him the welling up and drawing up from with inside of us and allowing that to be a visible manifestation of Christ's presence here on earth we recognize that the world is changing it's changing very very fast and it's challenged challenging with the change we're all feeling it the weight of it the weariness of it. But let's not forget that we, in the midst of this, are the ones who can be the soul of the earth and we are called to let our light shine bright. We don't hide it, we let it shine. There is probably more 
now than ever before the need to share, the need for hope, the need to believe, the need to push in. So God has you in mind. Christ is in you, the hope of glory, in verse 27 of Colossians chapter 1. The good news is that we're not alone. We looked a few weeks back at how God has filled us. That means that, that, it, that Paul said, may you be filled. He's craving, he's desiring that you know that you can be filled with the knowledge of his will. And this field speaks about filling out to completeness, to make full, to cause, to abound, to equip, to supply, so that there is no lack or want. Don't stop growing, friends. Let's keep growing. Let's keep changing. Let's keep living. When we say at the start, we said that we, we look, we listen, and we love. And that process will help us to really simplify that we are God's person. We are God's man. We are God's woman. We are God's son. We are God's daughter. And we are doing what God has called us to do. We are called to make a difference. We are called to make disciples. We are called, we are called to empower communities and our community. And, those, and that mission and the vision that we have adapted and adopted into, into the Constitution, into the UBC Constitution, is to help us keep on track to accomplish the mission. The, the wonderful feedback through the forum and the conversations uh, really highlight that they all of a sense of need that the church has so much more to offer. The, the church has so much more to do. And when I say church, I'm saying us, you and me, being the church being the living embodiment of the body of Christ in our different ways, shapes and sizes of reaching out into our community. The vision and mission statement, look at the mission statement, growing relationships with Christ and each other. I love that. I love the fact that we want to grow. We're not going to stay complacent. We're not going to stay the same. We're going to push ourselves to be better and stronger and to, and to have more influence with each other in the sight of God, with Christ and each other. Look at the vision statement, seeing God change lives through me, that personal ownership and buying that says, I believe that God can use me. I believe I have a call and a mission and a purpose. You need to believe it and maybe your life and the season for age and, and what you can do and can't do or health may have restrictions on you, but don't, don't restrict God in that. You can pray, you can encourage, you can bless, you can lift up. You can do that with just a few words, with an email, with a letter. I have a letter here. That was, I want to read out to you that it came uh, just recently, a week ago. And I say this because this is not, but though it may be directed to me, I see this as the, for the church body. I say that because uh, so many people make this happen. It's not just one person, but it's many people. We are the body of Christ. And so something came through from a dear friend, Dear church member, 
who's not able to join us week to week, but said this, just a little note, dear Louis, dear Pastor Louis and Gabriel, just a little note to tell you how much I appreciate and in point form your sermons. Second, being able to keep in touch with the UBC because someone, I think it's usually Betty, which I think it is, delivers a weekly literature and information. I thought the annual report for 2020 was informative, particularly your pastor's report, which was spot on in summing up the year and looking forward to the future. Many thanks for your report and your continuing ministry. Yours sincerely. I'll keep the person anonymous because I haven't got their permission and okay to speak into that. But I wanted to share and celebrate. I want to frame that because it's such an encouragement. Someone said under the server, you really love that letter, don't you? I said, yeah, I do. But not just for me. It, it just gives us a little glimpse that we know what we're doing matters. And that's what this message is about. Everything that we do matters. That's my title. Why does it matter? Why are we here? Because everything we do that matters. Because you matter. And I matter. And the people matter. And the gospel matters. And what Jesus did matters. Jesus came. He, he lived. He preached the gospel. He shared the good news. He died for us. But then also he was raised again. To proclaim and show us that he has conquered death. And so that we can enter in. I was speaking with Scott Waterhouse just a little while uh, last week. In fact, just over a week ago. About the challenges. How can we serve you, Scott? What can we do to partner with you? How do we help and minister into this community at a greater level? What are those things? There are needs. See, if we, if we, if we look and we listen and we love, we'll see them. And that's a challenge for us as a church, that, that we have to see the urgency of doing exactly that. While it's been a challenging time for many churches around the nation and the nations of the world, some can meet, some cannot. Uh, many have gone to online and live streaming. I want to encourage you that we are in a good position, but we're going to be wise and we're going to know and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Asking Jesus, show us, Lord, lead us in your steps, your footsteps of how to do this. How can we leave a footprint, the footprint of the kingdom, the footprint of Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour, better and resounding in our community? Because it can happen. He promises us that. He said that to us. He said that we, he will not leave us and that he will empower us and strengthen us. So friends, we know it can happen. But it's a challenge of change. Speaking to some people recently of the challenges of churches, challenges of churches getting smaller, the challenge that churches are closing their doors. Things have changed. Things have shifted. And that should never be any intentional purpose of a church to start and then close. Now we're safe. We're in that sense that we are okay. I want to guarantee, well not guarantee, but I want you to know that and assure you of that. Uh, so then on Sunday, it's like we're okay, but we've got to be really mindful that we live out and execute the sense and fulfill the will of God. Helmut Thiele, Thiele, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, I apologise. He said this, The gospel must be constantly forwarded to a new address because its recipient is repeatedly, repeatedly 
changing his place of residence. So the, so so what we did 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago in the 60s and 70s and 80s, we've had to adapt, we've had to change, we've had to learn how to live in the current and wrestle with the relevance of that and what it looks like so that we can continue to minister to the current generation. Now that means those who are living, it means that the oldest to the youngest, of course. But we're not trying to minister to a, to a, to a, a bygone era, to a time of in the 60s or the 30s or the 20s, where we're living here to minister right now to here, and the world thinks different. It processes different, and we're learning, and it's tough to learn how to keep up with those constant change. Isaac, as I've said this, the only constant is change, continuing change, inevitable change. That is the dominant factor in society today. No sensible decision can be made any longer without taking into account not only the world as it is, but the world as it will be. So while we have ministries and opportunities where we used to have table tennis and we look at that and, and we have craft now that started up and seniors and youth now has gone back and, and, and a plethora of, of other opportunities that can arise, we need to remember that we shouldn't rely on them. We should rely on Jesus working and ministering through us, recognising we are the ministry. We are the program that God will minister and work. We've heard of safe spaces, those homeless swags where, where local fundraising can help to, to support even with uh, city mission, those who are homeless, those who are finding life challenging right now, whether it be the homeless, domestic violence, mental health, these are the hot potatoes right now in our community and our society. And I know that we can find a way through to help people get through and to the other side. We've got to rediscover what is our local footprint. How can we help others? How can we see cha lives change through me and through you? Isn't that what it's all about? We can look at men's ministry, women's ministry, and other special ministries that can rise up and find inventive ways to connect, reach out, and partner with existing opportunities and groups and organisations. We can borrow the City Mission trailer and book it in and use it to provide free barbecues. Ideas, there's the prefer of them, but it's you and I what we do. We can make a difference, and we do have it to make a difference. Proverbs 3.27 says, What is in your power? Your ability, it means ability. What is in your hand? Do not withhold good from the one to whom it belongs. Proverbs 3.27. I'd encourage you to read verses 26 to 28. It's speaking of our giving, which you've been so faithful in, our, our charitable service our leadership, our encouragements, whatever it is that we can do. See, it does matter because you matter and because people matter and the kingdom matters. In Ephesians it says in 14 to 19, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with the power through his spirit in your inner being see how god is saying you're not on your own 
I'm with you, I'm going to help you, I'm going to enable you, I'm going to empower you, I'm going to encourage you, I'm going to fill you. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth so and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. What a wonderful passage and encouragement. So much similar to what we're reading in Colossians. We're here to make disciples, we're here to reach people, we're here to proclaim the good news and we're to be a light that shines like a bright tower. We're right next to a clock tower and we're like the light tower. We've got to become the beaming light. Jesus will not be asking you and I, were we comfortable? Did we have a good life? Were you satisfied? Was it fun? Did you have a good time? Did you have a nice life? No, he, he, won't, he won't say that. He will say, and what we need him to say is, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. Put your name in there. Well done for what you're doing. Well done for your commitment, your sacrifice, your love, your devotion to Jesus and your duty to see the gospel being proclaimed. I want to encourage you with that. I have a prayer right now and I want to read that prayer out to you and it's on a sheet just here. I've got, so I just asked my assistant there, I need the sheet. I need the sheet, thank you. I don't have the prayer. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. I'm going to read it out to you now. I ask you to just join me with this. Today, Father, our prayers that we may lift you higher. That our focus is you, our centre is you and our hope is you. May our delight be always in you. Because of who you are, may we each discover afresh, like the prophet Jeremiah, who said in his book, as recorded in the book of Jeremiah. It wasn't Jeremiah who said this, but as Jeremiah recorded this in the book. As our Lord and God may show you, us, the way that we should go. And the thing that we should do. So I pray, and my prayer is for you and for me, that we will look, we'll listen and we'll love our way into this new season and new day. And may your kingdom, our Lord, be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for your time. God bless you. And I pray that this would just help uh, encourage you and some of you who maybe uh, didn't get to be with us on Sunday, just just to get a sense of what God is saying to us and uncovering and helping us all as we learn how to walk in this season. Hello, hello again. I'm just uh, just a, a close and a few remarks after the message. I just want to share that to everyone, a big thank you. Big thank you to everyone who's serving and been so diligent. We acknowledged Yvette's role over this year of amazing and strange and challenging time. Yvette, you did so well, so thank you. Thank you to everyone, the leadership team, CRT, those who have been voted and received, those who, who are stepping down. Roger, a big, big thank you. I know that you have a seat at the table anytime you feel that is where you need to be. When we invite you into that, we want you to know that is, that is shared. We love you and thank you. Thank you to everybody who is part of our family. Please stay connected. 
care and connect okay uh, grow disciple develop be strong in christ be all those things we've just mentioned but i just want to say to the family i'm excited for what's ahead of us i'm excited for what's ahead of you what god is going to do what god is going to say so god bless you thank you for your time today thank you for watching this thank you for being a part of our family and i'm looking forward to seeing your family grow that, that the kingdom may come and his will be done so wherever you are wherever this finds you i pray you and your family are doing okay if you're not let us know let us through the facebook let us through know through calling texting Letting us know, let us know, let, let your group know, your life group, your ministry area know, let them know, because we want to be part of your family, part of your circumstance, part of your challenge right now, part of your season, as well as part of ours. So thank you and God bless you.